Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 2018, the year of God of War, Far Cry 5, the year of Red Dead Redemption 2, and The Last of Us 2, the year of Bayonetta 2 on the Switch, a massive Civilization expansion, Blanca and Street Fighter 5, and even more Overwatch. Welcome to Did they the actually say The Last of Us 2 was this year? Just thinking good thoughts. Just thinking yeah, okay, that's very positive. Positivity. 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 Much, this yeah. is the 2018 <laughs> season of the Chamberlain Chance Podcast. My name is Chamberlain of, of, of InfiniteBacklog.com. Joining me is Ch- Chance of the games of Chance at Blogspot.com. Chance, how is 2018? I'm here to shit on all your parades, <laughs> including your optimistic release date for highly anticipated titles. Hey, Bayonetta 2 is a lock. That's I am, I am fucking, I, I was thinking about it, that's the only news in all of December that I'm actually hyped about, is, is. Ba- is Bayonetta 2. Alex is here of dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, we're still here. We made it through one year yeah. of unnameable problems. Three more to go. Let's yeah, not I don't have any neck problems. problems. That's good. There you go. That's good. That's good. No whiplash, nothing like that? Nothing like that. We're both good. We both <laughs> great very well. <laughs> <laughs> We have all survived. It is a new year. I so, go ahead. Uh, you know, I'll get lucky. Now, we should tell the listener that all of us have seen Star Wars at this point. Yes. yes. Fair warning. And I, th- I think at the end of the episode, we're going to have a spoiler-filled breakdown of, oh, yeah. of the new Star Wars and talk about what we loved and what we hated. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly pretty fucking hyped for that. But, uh, Alex, what have you been playing in the, like, the last two weeks? I have been playing... Let's see. Let's bring it up. I bought, got back into Fallout 4 for a spell. Hmm. Tried Endless Space 2. Hmm. Love Amplitude. Not crazy about that. Amplitude, but I, really. I have fallen uh, backwards into Titan Quest. Ah. It is drab. <laughs> yeah. It's a little... It's a professional game, but it's a cheap game from like 11 years ago. Yeah. But mechanically glorious. <laughs> The parts that need to age well have aged well. Indeed they have. You get, you can be a man or a woman. You cannot change a damn thing about them besides that. <laughs> but, um... So you can't change, like, hair color or something? No, nothing no. like that. Okay. This is before any of that was important. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think you can do that for Diablo 3. That is true. That's and true. that really pissed me off there, too. But, um... No, like, it's... I'm noticing that... I'm thinking Grim Dawn is basically, uh a mod, like a really intense mod of this, because mechanically it's exactly the same. Really? But much more professional, and just a straight-up better game. And I hmm. like Grim Dawn. You did? Yeah, like basically you there are like six different classes, and you get to pick two. And mix and match from there. I'm choosing a thief and a, like a archer rogue. Hmm. You get like poison powers and shit. You get I'm enjoying that a lot. You're yeah. all about the poison. You're all about I the damage about over the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm never about the damage over time with a rogue. I'm all about the burst. No, because I get like area effect attacks. I can just like shoot a guy, run away, and they die within a second. Hmm. Just take out mobs like that. Lobbing poison grenades. I'm having a fucking blast. Now, I played Titan Quest like a decade ago on the PC. And I remember the physics on enemy corpses being very amusing. Yeah, it's all wiggly. I mean, like, yeah. it's nothing compared to Dark Souls. But No, no, but it, it was newish at the time. But the shadows are still great. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it again on console, honestly. It's, it was a quality it's good. RPG. And, like, I'm, it, I thought the game was just set in Greece, 
I thought like, okay, it's Greece. I've been here like eight hours. I'm about halfway there. I'll do another difficulty. This is a little repetitive, but it's fun. And then it's like, oh no, you go to Greece, and then you go to this other place, and then you go to Africa, then you go to this other place, and you're back to Greece. <laughs> oh, and then you go to the underworld, and then Olympus. So holy fucking shit, I've got like 30 more hours to go. Mm-hmm. Titan Quest is currently 80% off on Steam. Yeah, it's four bucks. Yeah. Holy Five, crap. Five nineteen Canadian. For anyone, anyone curious about this That's little steal, and yeah, I, it, I swear to God, the whole time I, I was playing my Vita, I was waiting for a game like this on it. Um, there was a shitty, shitty action RPG, uh, the tied into Silent Hill. It's like oh, Silent I Hill that game. Yes, yeah. Chain yes. of Memories. Was it? No, that's that's uh, no. no, yeah, no, no. That's I don't a, remember. That's the... Oh, that's one of those Disney games. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. All I remember was that it had a demo and it had... Uh... You just mixed up Kingdom Hearts and Silent Hill. That's I mean, they <laughs> both have increasingly ridiculous names. They do. Um, and, like, I've been waiting for an, for just a top-down action RPG like this on a handheld. I've been waiting for fucking years for this. So to have Titan Quest on the Switch, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that. Yeah, it's going to be good. And it'll it look just good. fine on the Switch. It's a 10-year-old PC game. It'll run just fine. Yeah. I wonder how it'll switch to controls. Honestly, picking up loot's getting a little tedious, but... Mm. Uh, SteamWorld Dig, too, looks a lot oh. better on the Switch. Huh. The, uh, the the sprites are really... It, it, one thing I kind of dislike about it is it uses... Um, yeah, It takes a two-dimensional image, and then sometimes it kind of stretches it to mm. indicate movement. And that I hate, but that's the only thing I can kind of point to in SteamWorld Dig 2 that where the presentation isn't just better on Switch than Vita, obviously. Like, it's a bigger screen, there's more detail, it's, yeah. So I I ran through SteamWorld Dig 2, started a new save, blitzed it over the holidays on the Switch. And the thing is, it's as good as the first one. That's I all. like the first one. Yes, I like the first one, too. I like the first one, too, but as a sequel, you'd like a little more. You And it does have a little more. Mm. There is a little more, but it's not It's not a little more in a meaningful way, mm. or, in, or it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't kind of expand the scope of, of the, the world or something. Like, it's a much bigger game than the original SteamWorld Dig. It is at least three times the size. Nice. And it's, and it's always throwing new mechanics at you, and it never really got tedious. It never got boring. I was always just moving forward. This is fine. Everything's great. And it was as enjoyable as the first one the whole way through. But it never, like, it never blew me away. Like, I was kind of, everyone was so positive about it over the last year. It was some people's game of the year for 2017. Wow. I know. And playing it, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a game of the year. That said, it's an eight. It's kind of a comfy eight. Um, but it's, no, it is nice. It is, it is a nice game. SteamWorld Dig 2, I endorse it. Just don't go in expecting, you know, the second coming, because it, it ain't that. No, not this year. <laughs> what else? It was a long Christmas break. What else did you play? Alex? Lots of things. Um, I've tried out a Fallout 4's uh, with a like a full charisma build Ooh. in a survival mode. Ooh. And honestly, it's the best skill for that. Hmm. Because you you need a lot of water and food, and you're gonna need to buy a lot of stim packs. And mm-hmm. if once you get like three or two uh, industrial purifiers, you're cranking out water, and that water sells for a ton. I'm basically got all the caps I could possibly want. I, and don't, I'm used, I yeah. don't even remember the industrial purifier item. 
you have to have like a pl- uh, tune uh, science skill. Oh. To make them, and it does like uh, fifty. Or no, forty water. Oh no, no, no! Now I think it was these, these giant things that you install in running water. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, rem- I'm used to playing Fallout Four with having no money ever, <laughs> like <laughs> barely ever getting above three thousand, and now I've, I've got all the caps I can possibly want. I never played it like that, and it's fun. Well, when I, when I played it, there was a bug where I forget how to, I forget how you pulled it off now, but it was something about selling ammunition to vendors. Yeah. And then uh, once you sold a certain amount, you could just keep on reselling, and the and the amount of money the vendor had would go up and 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 up. And up, and up, and up. Well, I've got a mod, so they have like a base level of at least fifteen hundred. That helps oh. a lot. Yeah, like money was money was limitless because <laughs> I was like, you know what, this game is fucking me in so many other ways. Yes, I'll just take all this money. <laughs> well, you did the same thing in Prey. Yeah, yeah, but I fully believe that an, that was almost an in joke. Yeah, it wasn't a bug in Prey. I'm okay. convinced it was okay. not a bug. I'm convinced it was intentional. Um, and, 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 just judging just how smart they are with all the other shit they did, that is absolutely yes. intentional. Yeah, okay. it's absolutely intentional. And it's, in fact, I believe you will find, I don't think it, there's an audio log about it, but I think there's like there's a, a... sticky note. Yeah, there's a sticky note that references it in the game. Hmm. So okay, yeah, like that's... Yeah. yeah, that was Where not it's like, a hey, don't cheat. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, don't do this, but you can get a lot of stuff, don't do this, so... Um, I'm playing Overwatch with my brother one night, and at the end of our session, I say to him, you know what you and me should do? We should, Actually, no, I texted this to him. I said, you and me should start a new save in Dying Light and do Dying Light co-op together. And he writes back, I would love that. And I'm like, awesome. So start up a new save and uh, play until the point where you can do co-op, and then we'll play tonight. And then that night rolls around, and he finally responds to my texts and says, I don't understand what you mean, play for 45 minutes. I go, well, you got to unlock co-op. He goes, I want to use my, like, level 300 guy who's prestiged a hundred times and has amazing stats. I'm like, <laughs> no. no, no, I want to, like, be weak and dying light and play through. I don't want to play with your, like, infinite level character. I want to, I want us to be on, first of all, even ground together. And I want us to, like, be scared surviving the night together and not, like, be, you know, like, powerhouses. And he goes, yeah, okay. We have never <laughs> fucking played dying light. We never played dying light. It just, it just wasn't, you, you did not, that did not seem interesting. I'm so disappointed. I yeah. understand where it's coming from, though, because once you have a character that's that big and powerful, I find it, that's one of the reasons I don't replay games. I don't want to go through that opening weakness again. I don't yeah, but that weakness that. is fun, like in, a, like in a Bioshock game, where the beginning of the game is so much more compelling than the end of the game, because by the end of the game, nothing can stop you. It's not as fun. It's not as challenging. Yeah, but you've already done that part, and you've earned the ability to just wallop guys. Yeah, but that part was the that part was the funnest part of the game. Yeah. Like you, you, you still remember, you know, you you still remember uh, fighting that first fucking big daddy in the medical ward. That is the big daddy that you remember fighting. You remember fighting him, and you probably remember fighting the one in um, uh, like the fish yard or whatever the fuck it was called. I remember that one gave me a ton of trouble, but those are the two big daddies that I remember most in Bioshock because I was so underpowered when I fought them. And everyone else is trivial after the fact because you've got that's right from God or something. That's like right. That. That's right. I need to find like go through message boards for Bioshock Two, where they made like a fan mod that made like the it made all the splashes a little bit weaker, but it made every uh, big daddy and big sister just oh just monsters. Oh it man, everything you had, it was so good. The big sisters already took everything I had. Oh, I'll <laughs> take more. Oh my god, they were monsters. It was, it was so, so good. good. And the screams. I have, a, I have a copy of it somewhere. Yeah, no, I've got the I've got the definitive trilogy for PS4. 
I really should play two again because I love two. Two is great. Um, I played the fuck out of the shield breaker in Overwatch. No, you mean I, Darkest Dungeon? She's got a yeah, great story. Darkest Dungeon. She she does have a pretty cool story, and in fact, there's uh, as you play with her, you uh, you get pages of a journal that actually tells her story and tells it in in much. Um, much finer detail than that comic and just that little blurb that I put on the blog. And I didn't want to put like all the text, all the text that you find in the blog. But yeah, like she was, uh, yeah, she was, she was a dancer. She was a, she was renowned for her beauty and she was sold into slavery to be taken to dance for a king. And on the way, uh, she attacked and killed the, the guys who were holding her captive. And then she was pinned under the wreckage of the cart and uh, a, a, a desert serpent came out and struck her on the arm and she knew what she had to do. She sawed off her fucking arm. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like, I remember I really disliked the character when I first checked her out, because I'm like, eh, this isn't quite as powerful as this move on this other tank. But actually playing her and getting into her, now when I play any other, when I play with any other tank, I really miss her abilities. I miss her ability to just decimate an entire enemy line with her spear throw, or to, uh, to look at a tank class on the other's team and just cut him in half with one, with one attack. So when you go into a dungeon and you come across things that will up a character's attack power, I'm dumping that all on the shield breaker. Because mm. when she when she uses her move that ignores armor on someone with armor, it is huge. <laughs> it's satisfying. Cool. It's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really happy with that. Um, and I started up a new file of Super Mario Odyssey. Ah, yes. that does well. Is that? Well, you know what? I'm enjoying playing through it again more than I was enjoying doing the post-game stuff. I understand that because I started it as well. Yeah, the, the post-game stuff is yeah, it's a worst. I game. haven't I haven't gotten to the post-game stuff, but I, I it, it's amazing to me that you can have a level that is essentially a linear level. It's the the first time you go through the level, it is linear. It mm-hmm. wants you to go from point A to point B to point C, and then you're done. And then you can turn around and do it again, and you've seen like a third to a quarter to maybe even less of what's actually in there. Because there's just so much in these levels that they, they I mean, I've been able to do each level twice before I get bored. And that's saying a lot for me, because I get bored quickly. That is true. So, I mean, right now I, I'll do a level once, and it's fun. I'll turn around and I'll do it again to pick up any extra moons, and then I'll move on to the next one. And even then, I'm I'm finding like a third to maybe half of the moons and the levels because they're so well hidden. Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't have to you don't have to play them linear. Like the I, um the first the very very first world you do because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, but every subsequent world, um, when I've been playing through them on this playthrough, I know where all these other moons are. Okay. So, so like the the thing is saying you have to go here, and I'm like, yeah, no, there's a moon over here. Excuse me, I'll, I'll be with you in a second. Don't some of them only unlock after you beat the actual. Like yes. Task in the level. Some of yes. the timed ones, I think, only unlock then. Yes, and then, um, and then after you beat the game, you have to go back to each level and unlock a cube that exists in every level. And yeah, like, I saw those, another yeah. fifty fucking moons will show up in every single level. Oh my god! Like these levels have like a hundred moons each. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I, I you know, is that fun or tedious? 
It's fun for a little while. No, it's mm. fun. It is fun. But then yeah. once you get to the new game plus point, what you have to do to get some of these extra, like s- some of these extra moons, they're just sitting there. It's just like lying on the fucking sidewalk <laughs> yep. like a penny to get picked up. Mm. But some of them, some of them are like a human being cannot accomplish this. <laughs> or, or if they are, they are a child of destiny or, or they're on some sort of drug <laughs> like that I don't have access to. Or they're a speedrunner. You know, there's one of those out there. So how many moons did you need to get to, like, the dark side of the moon, that really heavy-duty platforming stuff? Oh. Uh, off the top of your head? I, it might have been uh, 500. Shit. It was the okay. darkest side of the moon. The darkest side of the yeah. moon. Okay. There's, there's the moon, there's the dark side of the moon, and then there's the darkest side of the moon. Because I kind of want to see that and listen to Pink Floyd at the same time. No, you do not. You do not. Like, the darkest side of the moon is just going to... You will hate it. You will, you will, you will probably, you will probably spend two lives on it, realize what it is, and never go back to it. Yeah, well, you're probably right. Because it is an evil, minutes. hateful creature. But it I've is. Been su- talking. I've, I've gotten like an inch of snow somehow. Oh, Seriously? No. Wow. Yeah, I'm go- we're going through that winter bomb thingy. Oh, and, oh uh Yeah. Holy, I checked before we started recording. It's been 20 minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> But is is it like that really thick, like heavy, heavy oh, flakes no, kind of no, snow? No, 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 not yet. Oh, okay. It's, it's like it's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to ask, like, so you guys, we had a cold snap the last two weeks of December, actually. It was absolutely mm-hmm. fucking brutal. Like, still, yeah. could not get the house warm enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's okay. But now you guys are getting the, this, like, major thing along the East Coast, apparently, in the East States. Coast, yeah. They're getting it's hammered. snowing in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. So, uh, m- much like me, Odyssey is really the first Mario that I put any time to since Mario 64, yeah, I believe yeah. it was. Same thing. I haven't channel. played one since Mario 64. Yep. Well, no. I played New Super Mario Bros. the DS. Well, I don't think good. that really counts. I, I consider ah. I consider the modern core Mario series to just be like, you got 64, you got Sunshine, which everyone hated, you got Galaxy, and now Odyssey. And the, the 2D Marios... I don't know. Those feel like throwbacks to me. Those aren't actually Nintendo's flagship franchise anymore. No, but I did like the new Super Mario Brothers because it was the 2D side-scrolling mm. again. It was enjoyable. No, I I, I I, have enjoyed what I've played of Mario Odyssey because I own it. I bought it before my trip, so I had something new to play. Uh, because I own it, I don't feel the same kind of urgency to like complete it, to mm-hmm. move on. So I've been doing like a level... Maybe maybe going through it twice and then moving on to something else. So it's I haven't finished it yet. I will eventually because I do want to see these levels because they're most of them look pretty good. The only level so far that has been kind of boring is oddly the water level. It just visually was not very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's um, and the, it had a bunch of really nicely hidden moons. Yeah, but unlike the other ones, like like the the desert area when you first get in there, it's all ice in places. Yeah, and it looks really cool when you get to the upside down pyramid and and visually it's just very interesting and, and the draw distance is such that you can stand at one end of the level and see all the way to the other side mm-hmm. and it looks really good but the water level is just kind of there it's like we have to have a water level here's the water level now i'm going to start a new donk city which i've heard is the best level well there, so. there's a way better water level coming uh okay, just okay. like there was a fork in the road between that water level and the forest level i think it was yes yes that's correct there's another fork coming up and it is between a kind of like a beach level and a snow level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the snow level, the first time you run through it, it's fun. Um, I didn't really love it as much. The beach level is so good. I love that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting back to that beach level. 
And I was much like you. I played it mostly in handheld mode until I got back, and it it works. It's okay. Yeah. In handheld mode because you don't have to fiddle with the camera too much. The camera's not awful. Yeah, it never bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. So I could usually use my thumb for jumping as God intended. Mm-hmm. The only the only problem with handheld is. It is the only, uh, you have to detach the Joy-Cons to do the thing where he throws his hat in a, kind of like a boomerang circle around yes. him. Yep. That is the only downside to handheld mode as far as I'm concerned. Playing it on my television now, the Pro Controller does support that. You just kind of jerk the whole Pro Controller to the side, hmm. and it catches the motion detection in there, and it does still work. That'd be handy. I wonder if I could just jerk the whole switch to the side and... Just hmm, drop maybe, it. Maybe I should do some testing. Hmm, maybe. Hmm. And then since I got back... By the way, Hawaii was gorgeous. Oh, are you very tanned? No, I am not. I, I was telling Alex before we started recording that I have expensive skin. Oh. Therefore, I use a lot of sunblock. Hmm. And I'm really pale because I am from the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get much sun here. No. So, no, I am not very tanned. It was an amazing trip. There are some things I didn't get to do because we just ran out of time. I recommend it if you can afford it, but nobody can afford it because that place is so expensive. See, I want to ask how much this trip cost. Before any incidentals, before the car, before the food, before anything, the flight for four people and eight days in a moderately swanky resort was ten grand. Wow. Oh, jeez. And this is all coming out of your pocket. It's not like the people throwing the wedding are paying for this shit. This is correct. What the fuck? You know what I would have uh. said? I would have said, we will send you flowers. Like, <laughs> wish wish we could be there. I, uh, I'd like to put one of my kids through college. We tried. <laughs> we, we really, we tried. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Now, the, the problem is, that just gets you there. That doesn't get you a car for eight days that doesn't let you eat I never did this but this one story then we'll move on to other things we've been playing just being in the resort not doing anything there was a $30 a day resort fee for just being there yeah on top of everything else 30 bucks a day but your room didn't cover that no it didn't that's amazing because it's a resort because it's it's ridiculous uh, There's also no like continental breakfast at the resort if you wanted come on if you wanted their fancy schmancy breakfast buffet, thirty bucks a person. I, we never did that. We went to the fucking Safeway, bought cereal and milk, and ate like normal people. Wow. <laughs> Saved all that money for other things. I think I would have so. done it one morning just to see, uh, just to least, be luxurious. I spent the food money in other ways. We had some really nice lunches. I took my brother-in-law, whose wedding it was. This was a destination wedding on Christmas Eve. He and I went to. A very nice bar on the beach, and just the two of us for drinks and some wings was a hundred bucks. Uh, well, that you could do that. Actually, a hundred bucks for two that, uh, that actually sounds that well, but that, it well, is American. Actually, now that I'm yeah, thinking of it, yeah, uh, I'm a lightweight too. I couldn't drink that much. So, did you actually have like Christmas morning in Hawaii? Yeah, we were there over Christmas. That's nice. So you flew you flew out there with all your gifts. No, there were no gifts. We did oh. our we did all our gifts about a week before. We, uh, my whole family did all their Christmas stuff oh, about a week before all okay. of this because we didn't want to take all our gifts out there. The yeah. funniest thing with it being there Christmas Day, so Christmas Day we go down to the beach because you're in Hawaii. Why would you not go to the beach? And the surf is high. We're playing in the waves. And out of nowhere, on an outrigger canoe, there's these two local guys and Santa Claus. 
canoeing down the beach and you could hear him coming because the kids were like, hey, it's Santa, it's Santa. And then you get close to you, hey, Santa, he'd wave, you know, Melikalikimaka. And then you go down the beach. He went from as far as I could see down the beach to the resorts to just, you know, towns and stuff like that. It was actually a pretty cool touch. Was it, really was cool, it, so. a, was he actually like a, a hefty man or did it, was yeah, well, it obviously no, he was. like some, no. oh, cool. He was a hefty man in a full blown suit and he wasn't like a weird Santa in, 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 you know, Hawaiian shirt and boxers. Mm-hmm. He was Santa in a Santa Claus suit dying in the sun for our <laughs> pleasure. That's so, awesome. So, I mean, yeah, there, there were some really nice touches. Santa's to be tr- dedicated. Yeah, no kidding. So, anyway, I okay. didn't play much video games there. I what, played was some, the, uh, what was the shock coming back to Wisconsin? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Stepping so, off that plane. How'd that feel? We got back, and it was zero degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Fahrenheit. <laughs> Water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what zero if Celsius Zero degrees Fahrenheit isn't Celsius. It's negative something. Oh, I'm finding Boiling out right water now. just turns into steam. Oh, oh minus seventeen. You, cool. you fucking snowflake! No, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Zero Fahrenheit. Let me tell you what that is. That's nothing. That's nothing. You got it was, nothing. It was the eighty degree swing. Okay, from no, what the I difference. The difference I can imagine would be yeah. uncomfortable at best. It I can was, understand, it guys. It's almost twenty eight degrees here right now. Oh my gosh, I would kill for that right now. So anyway, that that's my Hawaii story. So I came back and I had games to play. I started South Park. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, fractured, fractured butthole. butthole. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> fractured butthole. Is, I like pronouncing it that way better than the fractured butthole. So my familiarity with South Park ends very early. I don't have cable anymore. I haven't watched it. I, I'm of the opinion that the very first episode with the satellite dish coming out of Cartman's ass is like the peak. And then the movie's pretty good, too. So there are characters in this game. I don't know who they are. I don't know who Craig is. Craig has been there since the beginning. Really? He has? I don't remember this stuff. He just never had much of a part. He's he's like the first kid Mr. Mackey yells at. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember this stuff. What about about Tweak? He comes later, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Jimmy and Timmy are new. New New-ish. Not that new, I don't think. I don't don't know. They're all 10 years old each. That's true. So... Anyway, be that as it may, it's still good. I just get this feeling as I'm playing it that they've taken a premise from the first game and they've stretched it so it's getting a little thin. Yeah, just a bit much. The humor is a little thin. The the combat, the motion combat on there where you're on a grid is interesting, but it's almost never used in a creative way. You've got to get further. I know. I've had the one boss fight I've had is where you're fighting the Shub Niggeroth or some very Lovecraftian thing, and you have to actually feed white guys to him, <laughs> which amused me to no end. And you actually had to use the push and pull mechanics carefully. Mm-hmm. And that was a good fight. It was interesting. Some of the other, like the, just the day to day fights with the ninjas or the sixth graders or, or whatever, it's pretty much just hammer on them until they die. You don't really even need to use any of the extra stuff. So it's still good. It's not like any other RPG that there is, and there are parts that are very funny. Timmy as Professor X is brilliant. So good. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Because he'll like, he's talking, and then Timmy, or something like that, <laughs> out of nowhere. So parts of it are really, really good, but then some of the humor, especially the more racial stuff, I was, gra- I was glad when I got to give the racist cops their comeuppance because I felt that it was missing. Mm-hmm. Especially because the new kid was helping them. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do because there's no choice in this. You just kind of do what the game tells you to do. So it's still original. It's still good. I just, it's not as, it, it, right now it's not as good as the first game. 
Hmm. I, I, I don't know if there's going to be any set pieces that I'm going to remember because, I mean, the first no. game had things that I remember, you know, you know, the adventures in Mr. Slave's rectum and, and dodging your father's testicles are things that I will remember forever. And I still think they're funny. Yeah. No, this does not have that. Yeah, see. I mean, I'll finish it. It's it's good. I It's, I don't know. It, it, it's fun, but I, right now I don't think it's as good as the first game was. Yeah, well, like I, I think I think yeah, there's some improvements. I uh, I think the um, the amount of character customization and what you can actually do with your character by the end of the game is far superior to the last one. Um, I have gotten to the point where I have the four classes to choose from, but I've I have yet to choose. I'm, I'm still basically monoclass. So you, I can't remember his name, but the one with the ranged attacks. Mm-hmm. And then I swapped out to for a different super. And so when he gets the super, he'll like one shot everybody in a four by four square. They just die. I haven't needed to swap out to multi-class my character much because I have other characters that do the same things. So yeah, it gets to the point where you have like five or eight classes that you can pick and choose skills from. Jeez, it's really cool. Yeah, because you're dead. <laughs> Fuck your mom. You're dead. Fuck your mom. Ears. <laughs> Car- Cartman's voice is really different now. Oh it's... yeah, they're all so different. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you, you do it for 10 years, there's going to be minor changes. Well, it's like Homer's voice has changed, exactly. too, I suppose. It's, yeah. it's, you know. <laughs> your dad fucked your mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's so horrific. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So. Uh, but I love, I know, but I love how every time you go back and pick a new class, you play through that sequence again. Yes. And, yeah. and, and what happens when, when you. <laughs> anyway, it was good. Well, the last one I did was he's kind of rushing through it. It's like, yeah, you go to the door and it's too late now. I'm sorry. Your dad fucked your mom. So it's, <laughs> he's kind of getting tired of telling the story because he's yeah. done it so many times now. So, I, I, I mean. It's, it's still fun. entertaining. I, yes, it is. It is, it is entertaining. It's just I'm breezy. kind of nitpicking on it. Yeah. I, I, it is not something that's going to, to weigh heavy on me or I'm going to remember for very long. So. I, I don't know. I don't know what the delay was all about. I don't know what they rewrote. I don't know what they were working on. I don't know what the panic was that they had to delay the thing by what, like six months? It was delayed. Oh God, by? no! It was like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's yeah, a you're long right. Long time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't and when you get I to think... the end, you're gonna you're going to very clearly notice that there is a whole act missing from this game. Oh my! That the gosh. third act is is gone in favor of like a thirty minute sequence. Well, okay. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I just got to the point where Cartman's hand is running for mayor. Uh, you, no, that you're still in Act Two. Oh, as far okay, as I'm cool. Yeah. Cool. I got more to go there. Okay. Not much. Oh, damn it. <laughs> the team just got back together, so I can actually make the team I want now. Yeah, and I, because, and I love because, because the, 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 what is it? The Justice Pals? No, the. Yeah, I don't remember. The Super Best Friends or something. Name. Yeah, something like that. And, and, and Cartman and Friends. Yeah, Coon and Coon, Friends. Coon and Friends got back, all got back together, so. That's good. That's good. Um, I'm going to tell one story from Overwatch. And um, well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell two. I actually had an enemy <laughs> tracer send me a message saying "GG, good tracer," and this was not someone that Ooh. I had sent a, that I had sent a good mess good game message to first. It was like mm-hmm. I unsolicited. It's it's happened maybe four times in my whole Overwatch career, and half of those were insults. But, <laughs> but this was pretty nice. Um, and so, okay, so my story is I'm attacking on Dorado, and I'm playing Tracer because I'm me. And my Zarya, I'm up on the rooftops, and my Zarya emotes, my ultimate is charging, and she's got 87%. That is so close. Mm-hmm. And a Zarya ult is, is, um, 
the single most attractive thing in the world to a tracer. Like there was nothing sexier than a Zarya graph. Um, and, uh, and I go, okay, understood. And so like five seconds later, she's done enough damage. She goes, my ultimate is almost ready. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this. And I go and I drop down behind the enemy team and I see that the enemy team has killed our Moira. That's too bad, but we can still do this. <laughs> and so I'm sneaking up behind their mercy and I'm ready to put a clip into this mercy. And then I hear the enemy Sombra use her ultimate. Uh, and the enemy team quickly wipes three of my team, including Aritzaria. So now there's no ult for me. And I'm down to half health in the spam. And I look at this mercy in front of me, but I'm like, you know what? No, I need a health pack. So I turn around and I go under the arch to a small health pack. And I come around the corner of the health pack as the enemy tracer sees me go into the room and she's scratching me up. I go into the room. I turn to the health pack. It's been hacked by their Sombra. I can't pick it up. <laughs> So I turn around and I start zipping back towards my team, but the enemy tracer is on me. My health is too low. I rewind back into the room. Her and soldier come for me. I blink through them, past them. I am out of blinks. I am out of resources. I'm really fucked. I'm at half health. But I use kind of line of sight perfectly to blink around this corner and wait until she's almost there and then blink around that corner and get out of line of sight again. And then my blink charge comes up and I blink over this edge, fall down right in front of a large health pack and it's been hacked by fucking Sombra. So... <laughs> So I'm standing there in front of this health pack thinking like as if this couldn't get any worse and then bloop, Sandra t Sombra teleports into the room with me. So I'm like, well, fuck this. So I rewind back out onto the rooftops. I drop down off the rooftops into, and I finally turn around a corner. I'm in a little hallway. Ten yards in front of me is a small health pack and my Zarya goes, fire at will! <sighs> so I turn around to the door I just went through, lob my pulse bomb out the door and blink back into the hallway and just almost close my eyes and look at the kill feed quad kill so and then i i open my eyes story's not done i open my eyes and in front of me is that enemy tracer who's been chasing me for the past minute i am so elated that i just got a quad kill i don't even think to shoot her and she kills me and i never got that fucking health back play of the game was that health was that tracer killing three people later in the match the tracer sends me a psn message 1v1 me I go, okay, but no teabagging. Mm. Um, well, you know, that was, that was a different one. So we go into, we go into 1v1, and I keep on doing the same thing. Like, I'll go in there, and I'll, I'll if I fight you and I can kill you, I'll kill you. And if I fight you and I run out of resources and I think I'm going to lose, I'm going to go get a health pack. I didn't like that. I said I was too passive for them. What? I know. I was the only one who got a quad kill in that fucking game. You didn't land your, your ultimate Zarya grav. I did, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And That's just... like people complaining when you block too much in Street Fighter. I Stop know. blocking all the time. I know, yeah. yeah. I'm playing the whole game. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I, and I'm used to going and getting a health pack when I'm low on health. I'm not just going to stay here and let you kill me. But I wasn't going to get into an argument with this person. Yeah. So, mechanical question. Mm -hmm. Is Tracer's Pulse Bomb attracted by... That no. the, the Zarya, it is not. No. So you have to get in the right place. Yeah, no, what what happens is um, Zarya's grav grabs up every enemy in a certain radius and pulls them all into a small space. This is important for, you know, any, uh, like, it, it's handy for any ultimate, but for Tracer, it's almost necessary to get anything more than a lucky double out of a pulse bomb. Because um, okay. the, the area of effect on a pulse bomb is so small that the only time you will kill a team is when they're in a Zarya's grav. There is no other time they're all clustered up like that. So you attach it to somebody on the way in, yes. you get sucked in. Yeah, you, then... you attach it. Well, what you do is you wait until your Zarya grabs, you jump in, you throw a pulse bomb into the grab, and hopefully stick it to someone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Interesting. So, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? It sure is. I believe so. How's the snow, Alex? Update. Uh, snow it's, update. It's it is coming down. <laughs> yeah, but how many? And it won't stop till like midnight. So Ooh. maybe I get a snow day. Hope you don't have to work tomorrow. I do. Right oh, early. damn. You actually do That's snow days at work in the states? I mean, in places that don't normally get a lot of snow, they'll close the whole city. Yeah, I don't know what Raleigh's gonna do, and even if I do get there, the odds of us actually getting a lunch rush will be uh, not good. <laughs> See, you might want to take a you're bus. From, yeah. you're, you're from an area of the world, as am I, that when it snows a little bit, nobody cares. When it snows a foot, most people don't care. Yeah, there are parts of the states where it snows an inch, and everybody freaks the fuck out because it uh, just doesn't happen. Or in the part of the country where, if, like, we get snow on the ground, where the entire ground turns white, people lose their goddamn mind. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, yeah. I'm more afraid for what people will do to me than what's going to happen to me. Oh, yeah, because nobody knows how to drive. Nobody yeah, driving knows. in snow for people who don't know how to drive in snow is very dangerous. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just uh, got an accident, so I'm not really looking forward don't to need to do that again. this tomorrow no, morning. No. <clears throat> Slow and steady. Yeah. <laughs> Stop at yellows. <laughs> yes. In Overwatch news, <clears throat> uh, Blizzard has confirmed that they will, quote, fix Hanzo's casual skin by removing the gray in his beard. That's really stupid. Yeah, it's what, super What does important. that mean, fix? Uh, people complained that his beard in, in the skin in the game was gray, but his beard in the comic that the skin is based on is not gray. Okay. Like, the, the skin is so different from how it looks in the comic. Oh, but my God. Whatever, people but, bitched. What's it? Uh, uh, a diva Nendoroid is now available for pre-order. It comes with an adorable chibi diva and a tiny, tiny little mecha that's like one-fifth of the diva statue, so I don't really get it. Uh, Jeff Kaplan hosted a new developer update video posted just after New Year's in which he said absolutely nothing new beyond confirming what we already understood. There is a new hero in development. Apparently, Hero 27 is currently in internal testing. Beyond that, it was just a rehash of old information. <clears throat> Uh, the Blizzard, the new Blizzard World map is, uh, and the new awesome skins that won't be tied to seasonal events are coming soon. There will be more maps in development. They're putting a lot of their eggs into the Overwatch League basket, and it was basically just Jeff saying, remember all the stuff we said we were going to do? And no change. So it was a really shitty dev update. Uh, the co- so no Overwatch 2 in 2018. <laughs> not, not anticipated. <laughs> Uh, the community is displeased that he did not indicate that new balance changes were coming, particularly for Junkrat and Mercy. Uh, Jeff Kaplan was also featured in a day-long Twitch stream on Christmas Day. Um, so what this appeared to be was, like, he would always return to kind of a, 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 a default static position with his legs spread, with his legs spread as wide as he could. And they used that as, like, the template to loop, to loop it, because I don't believe he actually sat in that chair for, like, ten hours. I think he sat in the chair for an hour, and yeah, they looped all this other shit in. And so every hour or so, just something would happen. Like he would, he would answer a question about the cookie, or he would get hit in the head with a boom mic. Um, <laughs> he would open a gift that was a picture of Genji saying, I need healing. Uh, he played Hearthstone on his phone, and then finally, at the end of the stream, he said, well, thanks for spending all this time with me, guys. Uh, and just, uh, now here's your award. The next hero is, God. And that lasts for about blizzard. 30 seconds. And he goes, so I'm sure you guys are all super hyped for that. It's going to be amazing. I know you guys are all looking forward to it. And Merry Christmas, everyone. And, and that's it. And at its peak, 40,000 people were watching Jeff Kaplan sitting in a chair doing nothing. That's. 
I'm not sure if that's clever or if that's abusing your community. It's abusing. No, I think it's, it's clever. I, I, a lot of people really got into it. There was like a hashtag free Jeff on Twitter. It just seemed like he wasn't allowed to leave or something. No, Stuck at some Groundhog's was... Day loop. That's right. No way a guy that high up has to sit in a chair for six hours. No. Uh, also, uh, inspired by Jeff's marathon. And you know what? I, I should have mentioned this when I was talking about Darkest Dungeon and Shieldbreaker. I haven't played Darkest Dungeon in a long time, seriously. But when I got back into it, I noticed that every time I would um, I would hit a trap and it would go ambushed by foul invention, my heart would go thump, thump, thump. Like, oh, (laughs) something just happened on my phone that I need to pay attention to. Um, And what's weird is, after playing Darkest Dungeon over and over, I started ignoring alerts on my phone. So my brother is texting me to play Overwatch. (laughs) I'm not even looking. And I felt so bad about it. I apologize profusely. But, so inspired by Jeff Kaplan, I have changed my notification sound to this. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, which I think think is a great uh, notification sound for your phone because really you should be apologizing to anyone in your presence when you look at your phone when you're hanging out with them. I really like that. I think it's, plus it's adorable. No, that's my favorite, that's my favorite May bark. Yeah, and like May, I look amazing in sweatpants. So really it's, yeah. Hey. Mm -hmm. Um, And big furry coats too. (laughs) My coat isn't furry. I know, I know. Uh, Capcom has confirmed a, quote, autumn 2018 release for Monster Hunter World on PC. Do you have any interest in Monster Hunter World? No, but a lot of people on forums have been very positive about the beta. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. I don't understand that, but it seems people seem to be really super hyped about this game. A lot of people love Monster Hunter, and every time a Monster Hunter game comes out in Japan that doesn't come west, people are pissed. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely got a cult following. Yeah, Okay. Uh, Platinum Games announced that they are working on two new IPs pitched from within the studio. Um, apparently, they kind of work on like a, a double fine sort of thing where they want everyone in the studio to really feel engaged and feel like they have a voice. So they had literally hundreds of pitches from around the studio. They settled on two, and both will be smaller games with teams of about 20 people each, and both will be self-published by Platinum, which is the first time the dev has ever done it. Based on Platinum's track record, I will predict that one of them will be pretty good, and one of them will be shit. Yeah. It's a shame that they're not as good as Clover was. Mm, but really, so who is? <laughs> uh, crowdfunded sequel Psychonauts 2 has officially been delayed and will not appear in 2018. Surprising no one. I mean, as long as they still have enough money. If they were asking for more money, I would be freaking out. This doesn't worry me too much. Well, let's be honest. Like, $5 million is not a AAA budget. Well, though, they got, like... It's like... 17. They have like a, they have some backers. Like oh, some well. like uh, high rollers. Okay, well, that is AAA. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, um, you guys remember Catherine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I played that game. Okay. It was really weird. It was super weird. Uh, Catherine will get a PS4 and Vita port in Japan called Catherine Full Body. It includes a new romantic option in the form of Rin, new endings, and support for online competitive play. Atlas USA has already announced the localization, but in cl- classic Atlas USA form, they haven't announced fucking platforms yet. And I took him to task on Twitter for it and got, like, more hearts and retweets than I've had on any tweet ever. Everyone was like, yeah, you should tell us whether 13 Sentinels is coming for Vita. Fuck you. It's, it's not. I know. It's not. It's not. You know what, let me... Neither, neither is this. I have a dream. <laughs> and I can have all of VanillaWare's games on one Vita. <laughs> okay. Anyway. That's I'm actually pretty good. I'm sorry, Dr. King. I didn't, I did not mean to use your legacy to yeah. talk about Dragon's Crown. Uh, Nintendo announced that Zelda Breath of the Wild is officially content complete. No additional DLC is coming. I feel like you're not going to top a motorbike. 
Probably not. Not, no. not tasteful, I, anyway. I, I haven't played any of that DLC, No, will I probably do it. Yeah, I just don't feel compelled to go back. Well, it's not like there's not enough in the game to do. I know. There's so much to do, and none of it's very interesting. Yeah, ooh. Uh, over the holidays, following the Game Awards, Cuphead exceeded two million in sales. This is good news. Yes. Uh, speaking of Cuphead, a terrible unofficial port appeared on iOS for five dollars the week before Christmas. It was very quickly pulled from the store. Those who played it and put up videos on YouTube said it was just practically unplayable. Yeah, I'm glad they got that taken care of uh, quickly. The online servers for Killzone Two and Three will go offline on March 29th, 2018. <laughs> In other news, the servers for Killzone 2 were still online. Who the fuck was playing Killzone 2? About 10 people who have connections. I have no idea. Like, I I refuse to believe that Killzone 2 in 2017 had more players than fucking Gravity Rush 2 on PS4. (laughs) I mean, weren't the Call of Duty games shut out from around that time shut down? I don't follow that, I'll admit. I don't know. I would just, yeah. They oh, re-released them, so I can assume they did that so they could shut them down. Um, yeah. yeah, new servers, yep. <clears throat> uh, careful readers of the Games of Chance will notice that a gameplay trailer for Valkyria Chronicles 4 was not posted. That's not because the trailer didn't come out on the 27th, it's just because it wasn't very good. Uh, Aww. Yeah, like, it, it just looked exactly like you'd expect a Valkyria Chronicles game to look. Uh, frankly, it didn't interest me in the narrative, like, at all. It didn't really hype me. I'll get it on Switch and be, and be quite interested to check it out. But yeah, it was just, it was a pretty mad trailer. Hmm. Uh, a physical battle-hardened edition of Dragon's Crown Pro for PS4 will be available through Atlas USA. It is basically just a steel case with four, quote, col- or seven collectible cards. And if you buy the game at launch, uh, it, that's what you get. It's not even a special edition. It's just, here's what we're selling. Uh, hmm. Dragon Quest Builders will come to Switch on February 9th. Playdead's atmospheric platformer Inside is now available on iPhones and iPads. Uh, and legendary RPG dev Obsidian Entertainment will publish their next RPG through Take-Two's new label, Private Division. Uh, the, mm. the game is being led by Fallout co-creators Tim Kane and Leonard Boyardsky, and while we know very little about it, they have officially announced it will not feature microtransactions. And since it's not being produced by Bethesda, it will not be Fallout Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, Fallout LA. Which hurts. Could be. But not too much, because they have... A real publisher behind them now. They've been, you know, floating around with their own little like isometric stuff. But I cannot wait to see what they come. Yeah, up but with. this isn't. They're not being published by Take Two. They're being published by this little, this little section of Take Two called Private Division, which is just like that section of EA that released Yarny or whatever the fuck that game was. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's, it's little... the same thing. Like this, this doesn't particularly hype me. Um you know, show me show me something from the next RPG that Obsidian are making, and I'll be interested. I wasn't very interested in the last one they did because it was like old school '90s uh, computer turn based RPG. And yeah, like you know, sh- show me yeah, that, does, that does nothing for me. Show me something that kind of inspires me a little bit, like sure, what you did with Fallout New Vegas, or um, Alex, remind me of the name of the spy game. Oh, uh, Alpha Protocol. Alpha Protocol. Alpha Protocol. Yeah, yep. show me something like Alpha Protocol where I'm like, mm-hmm, this looks like a tasty burger. See, they just need to not be afraid of new IP. Just do something new. That's what they're doing. Hopefully. I believe they will. Uh, that'd be, that'd yeah. Be nice. That'd be good. And uh, really, I mean, that is like literally the headlines for the last two weeks. Like, nothing fucking happened. It's January. What do you want? Well, yeah. Mm. But that does uh, leave us plenty of time to discuss... Yes. 
a movie no of no import that no one has seen. Nobody, yeah, nobody cares about this movie. Yeah. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. All right, so so I am prepared I... to anticipate that Chamberlain hated this movie in every way, shape, and form. No, much the same way Chamberlain hates anything that is beautiful and good. No, well, <laughs> that is that is true. I'm that part in Fight Club where, you know, poor bastard gets his face beat in because I want to break things that are beautiful. But let us begin by deferring to our movie guy. Mm. Alex? I really liked it. Okay. But why? But why? Well, there were things that I'm not crazy about. Like, I still have a huge problem with the dialogue in, like, almost every single Star Wars movie. But this one... I Honestly, the, the... the only part that I actually hated dialogue-wise was, like, the beginning, where they try to do that jokey thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awful. Yeah. That, that okay, was... Okay, now, I, I Al- Alex, that, like, is, it Alex is talking about and, like, this sequence where Finn, like, calls one of the... Uh, it's po. No, no, yeah. no, it's Poe. It's Poe. Is it Poe? Yeah. I thought it was Finn. It's Poe. No, okay, it's Poe. Okay, Poe calls ex- General Hux, or whatever yep. his name was, yeah. and is just like, I'm sorry, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm, I'm talking to you right now. Can you hear me right now? And it, this goes on for, it feels like, 60 way seconds. Way too long. Oh, yeah. yeah, it just goes yeah. on way too long. And it's not funny. It was kind of nope. funny. It, no, it really I laughed it for, like, really the first get... two turns of it. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, but then there were, like, five more. That's right. And then it was like, oh, okay. But uh, then the actual bombing sequence starts, and that shit was amazing. Um, it felt like you wanted, really wanted me to care about this girl with the necklace, but I don't know. Oh, her. I didn't, I didn't like that part, but like up until then, where it's like, okay, she's gonna kick it, kick the remote down and grab it. And there we go. Before that, it was just a, just a good old fashioned trench run. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. But it was also like, I was like, kind of ripping my friend. I was like, so was this worth losing like their entire fleet? And like the next scene is, was that worth losing our entire fleet, Poe? Fucking seriously? I'm like, yes! <laughs> consequences. And this whole movie was about consequences, and I loved it. I do like Leia, the, the scene opening with Leia smacking Poe across the face. Yeah. Just wapach. <laughs> that was good. And I love Force. Some people didn't like Force Leia. I was like, no, fine. Give her magic powers. This is her send off. But, but that looked stupid. I didn't, no, I didn't, didn't. think it looked stupid. Oh, I thought it, it, looked, it was, it I thought it was really beautiful. Dumb. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, so are we sure that it. she was doing that? Luke no. could have done that from wherever he was. I, I think we're pretty sure it was her. Probably. I just think it looked... Besides, at that point, Luke was still really... cut off from the forces, I recall. Oh, yeah, you're right. He had not come back yet. Yes, okay. indeed. I, res- I rescind that. But, I mean, he, it focuses on her hands so much, it's got to be her. Yeah, no, not yeah, only that, but, but if, we're, if we're going to nitpick on the minutiae of the science fiction of Star Wars, there is so much more to pick on with this movie than that no, shit. No, I mean, did gonna... you want them to midi-chlorian that to death? No. Really? No. no. That's no, what I thought. No. Yeah. But I, I feel like they have kind of, this story kind of paints Star Wars into a lot of narrative corners. Like, um... Um, just the the light speed attack thing, yeah, and and worth it, fucking worth it. Yes. Yeah, no, I should say that I fucking love that. And we're talking mm-hmm. about the part at the end where Laura Dern turns her flagship around, and I still have no idea what her name is. She's just Laura. It's Dern just Laura Dern. Her. I don't remember the character's yeah. <laughs> name. And drive and puts her flagship up to light speed and drives it through Snoke's ship, and oh, and now as gosh. as like a geek. This pisses me off because why didn't they just fucking fly a frigate through the Death Star in the very first fucking Star Wars movie? Why haven't X-Wings just been armored and been lightspeed kamikaze diving uh, Star Destroyers for this entire series? And why won't they do that in the future? This is like your answer to every fucking problem the Rebels have. But as a moviegoer sitting in the oh, theater, yeah. 
I cannot remember the last time a special effects sequence made me go, oh my fucking god. See, <laughs> and, and what really sold it was the silence. Yes. Just that like movie crack. theater. It was, it was that, I mean, I saw this yesterday. A good, what, two weeks, two and a half mm-hmm. weeks since yeah. release. And the theater was still, I want to say, about half full. Dead silence. I mean, nobody was even crinkling their goddamn popcorn when that happened. It was just, boom, this happened and everyone just was agape at the screen. Yes. It was and, so good. And we have seen CGI special effects for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. We're so inoculated against spectacle. We don't believe anything anymore. We have no reason to believe that. But somehow that special effect sequence just cut through all of our cynicism. And just made us kids again looking at something that we couldn't believe. Like, it was yeah. amazing. Amazing. As a geek, problematic. As a moviegoer, yeah. Yeah. that was so good. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I will... I did not hate this movie. Don't, don't, don't paint me into that. No, no. I liked, I liked like 50% of this movie. I thought 50% of it was pretty good. I agree. The, the, the end sequence on the salt planet... Where that's really dragged for me. It, it some of it did, but Chewie flying through the caverns, avoiding the X wings. That was gorgeous. That was. I was actually like heartbeat going. I mean, I was actually involved at that point. I I, I let go for the moment. How did Ray find him and all this? You know, I I let go that really Chewie is that good of a pilot at this point. I let all that go and just was so cool reenacting stuff from basically Empire again flying out of the giant space worm. Mm-hmm. Now they're flying through these salt caverns. It just, that part itself was really good. Yeah, some of the attack, up until Luke walks out and is a badass again. Yeah, no, it's just not A lot of that drags. And a lot of that drags. But that sequence was magnificent. The whole, yeah, yeah, it was. The whole sequence of, I, I feel like one of the themes of the movie seems to be failure. Yes. And the mm-hmm. other theme is... Greatest teacher it is. Is that... Um, Students will always outgrow their teachers, and a teacher will always fail their students eventually. Yeah, Yoda even says that. Yes. I mean, that's, yeah. But, um. <laughs> I'll be honest, wasn't crazy about Puppet Yoda. Respected the decision. I, yeah. Kind of took me I'm out. I'm the of same. It. I'm the same. Like, I thought it was the, I thought it was the right choice because that's the Yoda that we love. But at the yeah. same time, I, yeah, it, it I took me I did not out. hate CGI Yoda, and I kind of missed it. <laughs> no, I didn't hate CGI well, but, Yoda either, but Puppet Yoda is the Yoda that we loved. Th- yeah. This is told that segment is total fan service. Yoda showing up to just mess with Luke, saying that he misses them and, and finishing what Luke could not do. You know that was kind of fan service. Yeah, there. but I, I don't. Yes, I and I and part. I think it. I think Yoda showing up. Much as I liked Yoda showing up, I think Yoda showing up actually works against those themes of of uh, as teacher and student, and how the teacher will eventually always fail the student. He's Yoda. Yeah, but yeah, but that's <laughs> did you notice that Ray stole the books? Yes. And I, yes. I love that yeah. Ray stole the books. And I love that well, the only one of, I'll be honest, my biggest disappointment about this movie, beyond the Finn thing that we'll get into. Oh, yeah. Uh, my biggest disappointment in this movie is that we didn't have a fucking lightsaber duel. What? Yeah, we did. kind of no, did. There was no kind of, there was no actual duel between it, two people was... with lightsabers. Well, okay, yeah, you you had you had Ray and Kylo against other people, the Red Guard, who had vibro blades or whatever. You want and to call Ray things. and Ky- okay, well, let's go to that scene. Like that was the pinnacle of the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that the the double double switch was the double double. Yeah, the mm-hmm. double cross. Like mm-hmm. and um and when when Kylo activated that saber and and killed Snoke, mm-hmm. I I was in the theater and I went woo. 
<laughs> get the top of my fucking lugs. I was, yeah, I was really sick of him, and I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, and I like that. Like everyone was like, "Oh, who's Snoke? Where did Snoke come from?" Uh, doesn't blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. And people in my office nope. were bitching about it, and I'm like, "Really?" At the end of the original trilogy, who the fuck was Palpatine? Doesn't matter. Nobody. Didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't, didn't matter. matter. And so, yeah, the, the important thing is here that Finn and uh, Ray and Kylo are fighting side by side. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. And I, you know, I maybe I'm um, shipping a little too much here. But the fact that when uh, when they're linked and she looks at him and she's like, don't you have like a cowl you can put on or something? It's like, yeah, oh. Like, and hide these the sweet ass barrel chested pets. Are, uh-huh. are, you, are you a little distracted there? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Kylo's gonna die in the third movie. Sorry, there's that's totally. That's, tot- that's totally. Happening. No, she's gonna. Kylo is irredeemable. No, she's gonna. She's gonna bring him back. The only, the only way that would work is if they focus in on the fact that Kylo Ren did not fire the shot that almost killed his mother. He backed off on that. The Tie Fighters next to him fired the shot that destroyed the leadership of the rebellion. He did not. Oh. And it was. I mean, they focused in on his hands. He backed off on that. That is true. So but I maybe feel like they the rest back. of that movie kind of proved that he's he can't kill his mother, but he's gonna fuck up everyone else's day. I agree. I I, I actually agree. Maybe his mother will be the the weakness that undoes him in the end. I wow. I don't think he's Carrie's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. What the hell are they gonna well, that, do about like, that? I can't believe that. Yeah, they killed off everyone. Like all of the living actors. Well. I mean, well, Luke will be back. Luke's Force Ghost. Yes, okay, yeah. I hope. For, yeah, I yeah. really hope he does return as a Force Ghost. Actually, there, I'm sure he, he can't. He knows he has to. Because yeah. and even though him, him kind of disappearing at the end, there was something really disappointing about that. I think just because we wanted Luke to show up, whip out a blue lightsaber, and save the day. Like there was a part of us that really well, wanted that, and, like reach out and crush one of those Imperial Walkers with the Force. You well, know? But that's the point, though. It's he, he talks about how he's just a legend now, and and he was at least fulfilling that legend part of it. Yes, there's been a lot of internet hubbub about how people don't like how Luke was treated in this. I think it was perfect. Have you I met think, a bitter old man? That was perfect. Hmm. Yes, exactly. He was a broken man, and he was behaving as such. The when 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 it picks up with the first movie left off, and Ray hands him the lightsaber, and he flips it over his shoulder. I laughed. Oh yeah, I did because yeah. it was I cackled for a solid minute. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it to me it made sense. I like how Luke ended up. He did. He, he didn't necessarily redeem himself because he didn't do anything wrong. He, he just he took control of how he wanted to go out. Instead of just growing old and dying, he was going to use up the last of his ability to do something. And not only that, but when he when he faded away, there was a sense that he was at peace. That he that he yeah. felt okay about things now. Oh yeah, it, they totally called back to his little call to adventure, looking at the suns thing. Mm-hmm. They played his theme again. It was really well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he's dead now. Yeah, and so yep. and then he died. So there was definitely something about disappointing about everything that Luke didn't do, but just the fact that we know that that character that we love so much in like the fucking seventies. Let's be honest here, <laughs> that character um, is at peace and found and is okay. That was just nice to know. I, I think- like that. It was, I think it also worked because it, it kind of catered to what Hamill is good at now. 
I don't think Hamill is exactly a tremendous actor. Neither is Carrie Fisher, for that matter. Yeah. And it wasn't asking a lot of Mark Hamill to kind of uh, be grumpy no, and I, old. I, I don't think you're giving Hamill enough credit. I think Hamill did. Yeah, I, Hamill's I, done a lot of great. Hamill has done a lot of great. He's done a lot of great. Okay, a lot of great voice acting. Awesome. But... Like you want to give, I want to give him an Oscar just for the way he looks at Ray as he's got like fucking blue milk dribbling down his chin. <laughs> oh yeah, <you're> <laughs> that like, he is defiantly milked from a beach-going <laughs> alien. Like, that is, oh my god, there's so much brilliance. There's so much just, just like creative. No, he was in the first run of Amadeus in um, London. Oh, I, mean, I did that. not know yeah, he that. Was, hmm. Yeah, he, that's where he got the Joker laugh. Okay, well then, once again, the movie guy corrects me, yeah. so okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that lump. That's fine. So, yeah, every, no, so, but the Carrie Fisher's a much better writer. Oh, yeah, that's what she does. Yeah. She's punched up scripts. That's what she was good at. So... Yeah, her her involvement, while important, was again they didn't ask a lot of her. I I kind of wish. Although the li- the line the line what are you looking at me for? Follow him when Poe finally learns his lesson. Because how much of this movie was Poe learning his lesson? God, Poe was so good. Yeah, but he yeah. is. At, but at he needed point, to get beaten at down. At what point did he prove that he had learned that lesson? When he no, called off think... the suicide run. Yeah. Really. Yes. Absolutely, because it's the same thing as the bombing run in the beginning. The bombing run in the beginning, he was technically successful, but they lost all their bombers. In this one, yeah, maybe if they all went in there, they all would have died and they could have destroyed the laser cannon, but they all would have been dead. Mm. So it was a tactical retreat. He learned his lesson. Mm. And Finn didn't listen, and they should have let Finn die. Okay, I, yeah, I was yeah. actually hoping, I was uh, totally hoping that Finn was going to die. All right, yeah, like, let, yes, no, let's, I'm let's, the let's, one guy here who likes Finn. Okay, let's get, in, oh, let's Finn get into sucks. Finn's fucking arc. Because oh, it's a shitty arc. It's, but a, it's, a, it's shitty a shitty arc. arc. It is boring. Everything in that whole arc is fucking boring. And I and then he calls that stormtrooper Chrome Dome. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Come script's on. a problem, but John Boyega kills it. I no. He I really he, he does an okay yeah. job, but his character is feels so two dimensional. Finn feels mm-hmm. so fucking two-dimensional in this movie. In the last one, at least we really did feel that he cared about Rey. And he found something heroic in himself in caring about Rey. In this, he starts the movie just like he started the last fucking movie, trying to run away from Running things. Running away. Yes, and then, oh, by the end, he's he's so gung-ho about saving people, he's going to suicide run. And then, then, Rose turns around and says, oh, by the way, I'm in love with you. And I'm like... When the yeah. fuck yeah, that was did that you guys movie. have Why? any conversation that would lead me to believe that you have any feelings for this person? That's there just to cause conflict between Finn and Ray in the third movie. It felt that being because Ray loves Finn, obviously. Uh-uh. Well, Finn it's obviously, something. It's something Finn there. obviously loves Ray, and yeah. Ray loves Ray loves Finn. But when Han Solo kisses Ray, she will explain to him as well that Finn is just her brother. Yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> But I thought what's uh, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran. I thought she was good. Oh no, she was. She was. Um, she was lively. When she, when she goes from like grieving for her sister, then piecing together. Oh wait, you're screwing us. Yes, you're trying to escape. You motherfucker. Yes, that was a. Mm-hmm. That was. No, it was an Olymp. That was that was an Olympic level uh, gymnastics. Uh, nailed land. It was, but yeah, again, correct. that whole storyline where they go to fucking casino world. We're seeing, again, a bunch of spectacle and not giving a shit about any of it. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. give a shit about that whole casino sequence. I don't give a shit about the giraffe dog things that are in races. No, but I really liked um, the stuttering Benicio, thief dude. Benicio Del Toro shows up okay. as an awesome yes. thief. Yeah, now that is an awesome cameo. And mechanically, yes. he's there to remind us that uh, of all the gray in the world. 
and that some and I love that. Yeah, some things are not good mm-hmm. and some things are not evil and and or nothing is entirely good or evil and Ray herself is kind of learning that with her quote dark force encounter on the island that perhaps there is no light and dark side of the force it's just me. Like I I I get that th- how thematically it fits in. It doesn't stop the fact that it was fucking boring that a third of this movie was boring. Yeah. Well, I kept waiting for the Del Toro character to like wink at Finn to say everything's going to be okay. And I was so happy when he didn't. I was so happy when he just betrayed him, took the money, and left. I'm like, that's because that's what he, that character should do. He's a thief. Come on. That, that made you, you sense. Remember in, uh, what's it, uh, oh, Dragon Age 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, what was the pirate's name? Oh, oh I forget. Oh, right. But anyway, yeah. you have to bend over backwards to get her to stay in your party. Hmm. Otherwise, she just betrays you six ways from something. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, like you have to set out to make sure she stays, or else she just she just fucks off with her own shit. Yeah, that's what Del Toro does. And I just I love how like they managed to put that into a, a Star Wars movie for dates. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Del Toro's character was originally going to be Billy D. Williams again, yeah. but they were. I'm glad they. Yeah, no, they they yeah. had to because yeah, obviously yeah. he was not going to do that to the rebels again. But no, <laughs> but no, it, that's that's fucking. Yeah, up, it would be man. nice to see him come back. Um, yeah. Hmm. See, overall, I really like it. I've been dying to go see it again. I was supposed to go see it again. Yeah, I do. I do want to see it again. Yeah, I was supposed to go see it again. I did not need to see uh, Force Awakens again. One was enough. <laughs> I Yeah, this my second week of Force Awakens reinforced how much I really don't like that movie. I have seen Force Awakens like six times, no joke. <sighs> okay. Because it is way, way better than Rogue One. No, Rogue One is a significant Rogue better one. Rogue One was kind of boring. I th- I what? I think Rogue One was better than Force Awakens. Oh, it was. And, and, and sure. I think actually, I think Rogue One is better than this movie too. No, um, from because a script, I pr- story's perspective, yes, it is. It's it's yeah. a tighter, better movie. Yes, yeah. it's also less Star Wars. That's probably why it's better, because it's just kind of like its own sci-fi thing that happens to have Star Wars like seasoning and yeah, there. less fun. Less it's dirty. It's it's dirty dozen in space is what it, that one is. And it's a great soundtrack without mm-hmm. like, uh, without like John Williams really stuff. stepped up for that. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish Ray had been given more to do. Um, oh yeah, she had nothing to do with the whole fucking. Not movie. not the whole movie, like and, and the the her her and kind of the first third or the first act with her on Akcho with Luke. I really liked that. Uh, I felt like she grew. I felt like Luke grew. There was a wonderful dynamic there. That evil mirror sequence was one of my favorites. Yes, I loved that. And um, and when she you know gets gets taken to the. Uh, to Snoke's ship, and there's that wonderful fucking mid mid movie Earth uh, second act climax with uh, with killing Snoke, fucking spectacular. And then she gets mm-hmm. to where the rebels are, and she yeah. just kind of takes away. and she floats rocks. Yep. <laughs> and that is her that is her great hero moment in this movie is floating a bunch of rocks so that the rebels can all escape. She's becoming the new legend after they saw Luke. At that point, they didn't know that Luke was never actually there. Yeah. I'm not even sure Leia knew that Luke Mm-mm. was never actually there. She knew because she watched the dice disappear. He hand he no, hands no, no, her no, Han's no. dice and they disappear. She's no, no, they no, do not. Um, Kylo, Kylo the picks them up and then oh, they disappear. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I was sorry, trying to sorry. figure out what. Sorry, she knows that they weren't actually Han's dice because she left them behind. Pardon me. Ah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense, because how would Luke have even gotten them? Yeah. Unless he stole them off the Falcon when he went down there. Well, as I recall, he was playing with them when he was on the Falcon, right? He did. He did go on there briefly just to kind of screw around. I was hoping for a a bigger reunion thing between between Chewbacca and Luke. I did like that scene, though. I mean, he he busts down the door. Yeah, yeah. 
And but 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 instead of greeting Chewbacca, Luke's first reaction is, "Where's Han?" Well, you already know, that's don't you, Luke? No, I can't you tell him cut off from the Force. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting he cut himself off from the Force. Well, I mean, that feels like that feels kind of convenient. It feels like it was just something they decided. Well, that's why Snoke couldn't find him. Well, but that's also it. Also fits with his his feelings of self defeat. He's like, "I'm so bad at this. I want to kill off the Jedi. I'm going to do that by ceasing to be a Jedi myself." Well, the thing is, uh, Kylo basically tells Rey the same thing. He tells him that um, that the Sith aren't important, the Empire isn't important, the Jedi aren't important. All that's important is you and me. And we can decide whatever we want to do next. And she's like, yeah, and I'm not fucking being here with you, Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's not pick on Kylo. I think Kylo Ren is a much better character this time around than he was in the first I, movie. I think he's better defined this time around because when we met Kylo in the first movie... The first time he was Vader 2.0, he was wearing the mask. He was immeasurably powerful. He could reach out his hand and stop a and stop a, a blaster shot in midair yes. and just hold it there without even looking at it. And in this, uh, Snoke is like, "Take that stupid fucking mask off! You look like an idiot." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh man, my master doesn't think I'm cool," and he smashes the mask. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> obvious that all he is is just this whiny little crybaby. He's like, "Nobody gets me." <laughs> That's true, because he has all this power and he doesn't know what to do with it. And I think by the end of the movie, he's kind of figured out what he wants to do with it. He just wants but to then he force falls choke for... all the First Order guys into doing whatever he well, wants. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine, too. But And he still falls for Luke's trick, though, which is so awesome. So Luke, like, after the barrage of laser blasts oh, from yeah, all the adults, whatever they're called now, yes, walks out, brushes off his shoulder, was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, and But that was that was another example of them kind of injecting humor that felt a bit out of place. Um, but it, it worked. I loved it. I absolutely loved that, it. That worked more than a lot of the BB-8 stuff. That worked more than than Finn calling the, I forget her name, the lead stormtrooper. Oh, um, uh, Phasma. Phasma. Yeah. yeah, calling her Chrome Dome. Well, she does have yeah, a chrome-colored suit. I know, but that's that's a stupid insult. Talk about coming out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, like she just shows up. They have a fight. She wasn't anywhere else in the movie, as far as I recall. Yeah, and yeah. She just shows up and he fights her again. Like I feel like Phasma should have had her own. If they had just gotten rid of Finn and Rose's whole arc and just followed Phasma for a half hour doing something, I would have found that more interesting. Let's find out who Phasma. Yeah, is. now now we're pretty sure Phasma's no, dead. No, no, we were sure yeah. she was dead at the end of the last one. No, they didn't. No, they threw in the garbage. Last we heard, she was in a garbage disposal 20 minutes before a planet blew up underneath her. Oh, that's right. How the fuck did she get out of it? Exactly. So, I have no doubt that she's going to get out of Snoke's ship, too. And she'll be back, and hopefully we will learn that her first name is, you know, Lily or something. (laughs) (laughs) And she is Ray's father. Or mother, or something like that. My God, it's been so long since I've seen you. Anyway. So, what do we think think about Ray, about the current... The idea that Ray's parents are unimportant. I, Great. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just okay. like my my okay. thing on Snoke. I circle back to the uh, closing monologue of Ratatouille. Oh yes, a great chef can come from anywhere, yeah. and a great Jedi. Okay. Like you know, who the fuck were Obi Wan's parents? It doesn't matter. You know, you know who was who who was Yoda's parents? It doesn't matter. We we have somehow created this kind of sins of the father thing with the Star Wars mythos yeah. that that's Better really important. It's not. Question: What is Yoda's species, and why aren't there any other of them? Perhaps he was the last. He's the only one of him. Yeah, he's the only one of him you've ever seen. Even in the prequels, and I think I remember this. I've only seen those movies once, but he's the only one of whatever. Yeah, he I don't. Once is more than enough. I don't recall. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure he has. You know what? I'm going to Google this right now. I know the internet has an answer for what is Yoda's race. 
What is See, your... be careful because you're, you're going to end up with pictures of his genitalia and then his mating habits. And then I, I anticipate it will be very, very impressive. What what rule is that? Rule 32? 34. 34. Uh, Thank you. Rule 34. If, they, if it's out there, there's porn of it. Yoda's race and homeworld have not been named in any media, canonical or otherwise, and he is merely said to be of a species unknown by the Star Wars databank. Yoda's characteristic speech patterns have been analyzed and discussed, man, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that that's a spinoff movie right there. Species unknown, gender unknown. Oh, I just thought of how cool young Yoda would be. Oh, no, I would know that. <laughs> know that young Yoda would be cool. We do not. Like, have it just oh. be like a just a straight up like wushu movie. Oh, that wushu, would be cool. Wushu. Yeah, no wushu. Yeah, yes. that would. Wushu, I I, yes. I would watch that. Yeah, because because if, you, if we think back to the few high points of the prequels, yes, that Yoda, is, it. is Yoda fighting. I did fighting, love the Yoda fight. Yeah. Yoda fighting um, Dooku yeah. was that his Count name? Dooku. Yeah, yeah. Count Dooku. that was cool. Yeah, he's spinning all over the place. Fuck, it was amazing. Yes, and then he like stops and his back hurts. Yeah, because he's already old. Then that was one of the few high points. Yeah, to be fair, there are some weird ass. Non funny, supposed to be funny stuff, and all of them. Yeah, every every time someone at my office tries to tell me that, um, what's it called, uh, Revenge of the Sith? I think it was the third one mm-hmm. is is yeah. actually not a bad movie. I'm like, you shut the no. fuck up! You shut your no, it's terrible. Face. It's just a it's it's just the best of the three terrible movies. Yes, and they're That's like, no, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, no, thing is, like, I no, I, I read reviews bad. and I went back and I watched it because everyone was like, you know, it's really not that bad. This is actually a decent. No, it's movie. really that bad. And here is an actual series of dialogue lines and how it is delivered in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> oh, God. Prepare yourselves. Gird Padme's your loins. dead because she's sad. Uh, <laughs> a, no! A crying emo Anakin Skywalker turns to his glowing pregnant wife, Natalie Portman, and says, You're so beautiful. <laughs> and, she, and she turns to him smiling and glowing and says, If I'm beautiful... It's only because I love you so much. And he goes, no! No, it's because I love you so much! Oh, my Jesus. And that... That was in the third movie? That was in the third movie, and that is merely a recreation of the spectacular horror. That it was that fucking movie. Oh, you could have fooled me. That was was pretty good. This is why everyone needs an editor, no matter how rich or not to hire Hayden Christensen. Like, yeah, he never did anything ever again, did he? No. No, he's not. <laughs> See, I think it would be an interesting comparison to compare the fall of George Lucas with the Star Wars prequels to the fall of Peter Jackson with the Hobbit movies. Because they're strikingly I, that, familiar. Familiar. That wasn't his fault. Because Del Toro bailed his... first. Okay, Del Toro bailed first, but he was it his idea to make three movies out of this? No. No, it wasn't. Did it. That he was, could have said no. Line. He could have said, I don't want to do this. No, he originally signed up for two movies, and then New Line's no, we got to make it a trilogy. Yeah, see, I'm not willing to cut Peter Jackson too much slack on those I movies. didn't mind no. the Hobbit movies, man. They weren't that... They I weren't... didn't mind them either. It's just that the Lord of the Rings movies are classics. You need to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, those movies killed him. He's so the sad. Hobbit or, or the Hobbit yeah. or the Hobbit movies? He's so sad. He knows exactly how mediocre they are, and it kills him. I don't him. think they're that yeah. bad. The only thing... I think they're they're okay. No, they're good. They're solid. And the only thing I really don't like about them is the fact that Keeley didn't wind up with the red-haired elf. I love those two. He was so handsome and brave. And she was so beautiful and brave. They would have had beautiful, brave children. Yeah, <laughs> but like the biggest problem is like the same with the book. When Smog dies, it just there's nothing keeps else happening. Going. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, that is true. Like, when you kill the dragon, the story's over. Okay, we're going to fight again. There's going to be five armies. Well, no, you're bringing a lot of characters in out of nowhere. Like, even in the book, it was like, come on, dude. <laughs> so let's play the prediction game for episode... Eight, nine. Nine. Yeah, nine. nine in, 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 in two years. So this this year yet, we get the Han Solo movie, which I predict will be okay. It's gone through a lot of directors. Ron Howard's no slouch, but... He did do the dark. Tower. Who, who's who's yeah. playing Han? Do we know? Um, he's good. Did you ever see um Hail Caesar? Um, no, no. Okay, did you? Uh, well, I think it's, he's done one other thing that was pretty Solo good. Star Wars. He was good movie. in Hail Caesar. Yeah, but what's his name? I can't. Uh, starring it's, it's... Aiden Alden Ehrenreich. Woody. Yep, that's, that's him. him. Okay. Let me just, I just want to fire that into Google image search, see if he has the, the roguish good looks and, you know, Jewish good looks that I require. Oh! He had a scar on his not, chin. Not bad. His nose is a little small. His jaw is a little firm. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the faces. Yeah, no. We can get the CG. But like, he that. has, he has the swag. Oh, okay. In Hell's That's good. He's got it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so, I mean, we'll, we'll okay in episode, we'll in episode nine. In episode nine, first of all, they have to somehow kill Princess Leia between movies no. because CG Leia would be awful. Oh god, awful! Because could... CG Leia at the end of of um, Rogue One was awful. Yeah, it was felt like she was just like, oh, like she was like she wasn't like almost translucent, you know? Yes. Okay, well, and disrespectful. Well, I mean, come for, on. First of all, it's worth noting that a CG character can cross the uncanny valley. Uh, I give you Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, that was pretty good. I refuse to acknowledge that movie. Again. But but you Whoa, saw the scene. It wasn't you bad. You saw that scene. It wasn't bad. Where, where she Which walks out. Where, where she walks out and she looks exactly like she did in the original movie, right? Yeah, no. that was good. What are we We're talking, talking about? Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2024. What, which yeah. character? I haven't seen the movie. The, you haven't the seen? The love interest from the first oh. one. No, um, I'm not going, I'm oh, not going oh, to see that movie. Dude, it's pretty no, good. No, it's, it's amazing. Mm. It, it is actually really amazing. There, it's It's like a half hour too long. But well, no, no, no. I'm like, not saying the movie is amazing. I'm saying the special effects they used to recreate her are oh, yeah. amazing. I Who love her? that scene in Vegas, like the broken hologram thing. Anyway, right. because I like we're, you, we're getting off topic. I will, I will see my, my point is, it is theoretically possible to do a CGI Leia that is not horrendous. Um, but I, I feel we can't do direct light. <laughs> I, I <Yeah>. feel <laughs> like um, I, I feel like whatever's going to happen with Leia has been planned. They already know, and that's why she's still alive. That's why Kylo didn't kill her, um, or Kylo didn't take the shot, and that's why she didn't die. Uh, oh, yeah, we we gotta hope there's. A I got I gotta hope there's a plan, and it won't be awful, and it's not just gonna be. We'll do it in post op. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, directors wise, we're going back to Abrams, aren't we? Is that yep. true? Yep. Yes, it that's is. That's very disappointing. Yes, it, it is. It is. Yes, it is. I I think someone else is writing it, or they're writing it together. That's that's, that's that, too bad. But I I I I know that Abrams is directing, at least right now. That is really too bad. It's I think just, I think they should give it to Ryan Johnson again. They really should. Because outside of the whole Finn thing, I this was so much better. Anyway, yeah. Anyways, okay. So what what needs to happen? What needs to happen with Finn? Okay, yeah. How do we? How do you redeem Finn's character in the third movie after two movies of nonsense? Is it possible? He what can saves, he do? He saves Ray from herself. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. She gets tempted to the dark side, and he brings her back. Yeah, that would do it. Yep, that's pretty good. That would do I it. like that. I like that. But I honestly think that the series is going to end, or well, maybe that's maybe that's the kind of the point of this that you know the first one is is reminding us what Star Wars is all about and celebrating it. Like, oh my God, you're Luke Skywalker, or you're Han Solo. This is the Millennium Falcon being all fanboy about it. This movie is about saying that everything you held dear is falling apart. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, what? Hey, guess what? Your parents' generation dropped a bunch of bombs on a lot of innocent yes, people. Yes, and, and nothing, <laughs> nothing that your heroes did actually solved any problems. And then mm-hmm. maybe the third one is actually going to be like Kylo comes out on top and turns Rey. Maybe that will be the end of this kind of reversal of the original arc. Um, Whoa, that would be bold. Because then, you, like, then you're setting up another trilogy. Like you have to make more movies. Because yes. the bad guys can't well, win. You, That's you know not... they're going to make more movies. Well, yeah, but it's it going to be never stop. Trilogy. But what I want to have happen is I want uh, Ray to turn Kylo, and I want them to go have Force babies. <laughs> but oh, here's the problem. If Ray turns Kylo, who's what's the climax What's the big fight at the end? Because there's going to be a knockdown, drag-out lightsaber fight at the end of the ninth movie. And it's going Huck, to be... Huck has shows to be. up with the Knights of Ren. Mm. There, easy. That's right, the Knights of Ren disappeared. They didn't show up in this movie at no, all. they did not. Other than being referenced as the other students that Kylo took with him when he left the Academy. I don't okay, so they're, they're going to be the bounty hunters. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, because I, I gotta I, bring that that trope back. I can't see Kylo survive in the next movie, though. I really, I can't. Even if, even if, it, like, it's a Vader thing where he like turns at the last yes, possible I, I, moment and saves Ray and still dies at the end. Yeah, I see that. I see I, that I, being I, more likely. I see him getting a redemptive ending. I agree. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, he gets a redemptive ending, but I don't think it's gonna be he lives happily ever after and they have Force babies. Or I, 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 I honestly, the thing that makes most sense for Kylo is him just go full villain. And like justify it, just like all dictators do when they get that amount of power. Hmm. That could work because well, I mean, at the at the end, he has all this power. Now, I mean, in the first movie, he had all this force power, and he didn't know what to do with it. And now he technically, not even technically, he is in charge of the first mm-hmm. order because well, yeah, no one's going to challenge he's... him, and he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, and like just like you know, Stalin and Trotsky and all them guys, like he sees himself as the good guy. And I'm not going to be like these mwahaha evil dudes that came before me, but I'm going to somehow become worse and more systematically oppressive. And yet, but I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, and the thing is, so I'm getting when when he was doing that, or whenever he was talking to Ray about how shitty everyone else is and how, uh, you know, calling everyone else traitors and whatever. Like every time he does that. It feels like, are you fucking listening to yourself, man? Like, would you just stop and look at the situation dispassionately no, they never for a moment? He can't yet. He can't. He doesn't have that ability yeah, yet. Yeah, like, he's so full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is, but he doesn't see it yet. And there'll, there'll be a scene, and hopefully as the chops do this, there'll be a scene where he realizes... <laughs> my God. ...what he actually is. Oh, my I'm God. I'm full of I'm shit. such a dink. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. Maz Kanta will show him. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? Maz Kanta is, like, in the middle of a fucking gunfight... She shows up on a hologram. There's a union dispute. Yeah, yeah, for like union 30 dispute. seconds, yeah, and then dispute. she's gone. That was that was uh, ill-advised. At, okay, but at least you know she's still alive. Yes, yeah, yeah and that's nice. I'll admit. Yeah, it'd be. It'd be... I do like her. I do like her character. I, I had no idea that was um. Oh, uh, oh Lupita Nongo. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's yeah. great. 
So, okay, Poe is obviously going to become the de facto leader of the rebellion now. Because yeah. Leia, even if Leia is alive at the beginning of the ninth movie, she will not be alive, let's say, a third uh-huh. in. They can't, they can't do that. So Poe's cycle, Poe's arc will be he's now the leader of the rebellion. Probably. Assuming Rey is. I don't think that's in Rey. I mean, Rey is going to be the new, she's the new hope. She's the new kind of figurehead, yeah. the new... The new, yeah, the yeah, new, hope the new is, is the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, the new Luke, basically, who's just kind of there doing her own thing, and when things line up, then that's better for everybody else. So, that's good. Hmm. I just, I, uh, I don't know. I'm really worried about Abrams. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty worried about yeah, Abrams, too. You I really be. feel like this, this movie was the opportunity to kind of build character and let Ray have some of that belonging that she was seeking in the first one. And no one ever got that moment. Like, she never actually got the moment to sit down and build a relationship with anyone, really, beyond Kylo. Mm-mm. Like, she definitely had a relationship with Luke. She had a small relationship with Han. But but really, it feels like her best friend leaving this movie is the person who actually understands her best, that she cares most about, is Kylo. Kylo Ren. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see Kylo just eventually turning her and um, her Finn bringing her back. Oh. The thing, but here's the thing. I if that was going to happen, I have to think. Um, do you remember when when Luke said, uh, "You knew there was something dark there, and you didn't hesitate for a moment. You went right for it," because yeah, because it yeah. doesn't scare her. Because when she looks into the darkness, all she sees is herself. There's nothing to be scared of in there. Mm, yeah. And so I don't think she can be turned. And I. That is also yeah. Nice. I I don't think she'll be turned because the darkness in her is is just is just herself and she knows that and she's okay. She'll, she'll be fine. Yep. She didn't go in there and like see herself in Kylo and oh no, I cut my own head off. There was none of that shit. <laughs> no, it's just a mirror. No, it's just, yeah. it's just her. It's just her and all the infinite possibilities that are her. And, and I, and I love it. And I think it really hammered home that she can go to the, the epicenter of the dark force in the universe and that, and the base of the first Jedi temple. And be fine. And it's just a uh, hollow yeah. mirror. And, she, and she's absolutely fine. That says more to be about Ray's character than anything else. There's no fucking way Kylo's going to turn her. Okay. She's going to turn Kylo. I just i I hope it's good. Yeah, me too. And frankly, I know I am. I too am worried about Abrams. Um, He's not bad, but we need better than not. Yes, bad. and and what he and I think that a lot of the mistakes that he would make. Um, Ryan Johnson, I think, made in this movie as well. I think some of the choices in this movie fuck with the geekery of Star Wars in a way that people are going to be mad at for a long fucking time. I really enjoyed it. No, I enjoyed it too. Because <laughs> this is a fan base that needs to be fun. Yeah, as, as, well, it's impossible to avoid that no matter what you do. Oh, and I love how he just didn't give it. a shit about it. No. He just no. made his own movie, and I respect that. And I like that movie. But yeah, but in this movie was way more kind of solid and interesting, and the characters, for the most part, were more interesting than uh, Force Awakens. Um, way, way more. And I don't want to yeah. go back to Force Awakens after having had this. This is like, you know, I've had a bacon wrapped steak. I don't need a Salisbury steak now. Thank you. There you yeah. go. <laughs> like Salisbury steak, it's, it's also beef. It'll also fill me up. I'm sorry. It's not a bacon wrap. There's, there's protein there, but it's just not the same not thing. The same. And that's where I am right. on uh, the Last Jedi. Well, we if gotta... you want to keep going, I've been watching Black Mirror. I have not. Ooh. I uh, I watched the first episode where the Prime Minister fucks a pig. 
Ah. <laughs> then I what? was going to watch... Oh, have you not seen... Oh, the first two seasons are so Then good. I was like, you know what? I really should watch another episode. So I've heard a lot about this San Junipero. So I went and watched San Junipero, which was fine. But everyone says yeah. it's like the best hour of TV ever. And I think it only and, seems like the best know. hour of TV ever if you go into it after having seen the first two seasons of Black Mirror and are expecting more of that shit. And then it throws you for an absolute loop. But That's nowhere near my favorite episode. Really. No. The best episode is Be Right Back. That basically... That, that got Dom Hall Gleason... Uh, uh, Ex Machina and Star Wars. I think I think it might be worth noting that Chamberlain and I both have no idea what that is. Ex Machina. No, the episode. No, I've the seen episode Ex-Machina. that you're talking about. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, if you want to see like why Donald Gleason's famous now, it's because of Who's that. Who's Donald Gleason? It's so good. He's the ginger dude. In Star oh. Wars. He is pretty good. He's so yeah. He's so good and be right back. That's my favorite. Hmm. That's I think that's season two. Okay, I'll check that out. That's really good. It's so sad and grim. I don't need sad. It's 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 one of the best depictions of grief I've ever seen. I don't need grief ever. And what's her name? Uh, uh, Agent Carter is the lead. Ooh, in that. I like her. Yeah. Hmm. Man, that's I all know. I got. So that's that's been our spoilerific discussion of Star Wars. It went for half an enough. hour on that. We all liked it. I did I give not, it eight out of ten. I did not hate. Yeah, me too. I, you know what? I will not argue with that oh, rating. Wow. I, I, I see. I, I, I think the parts that were terrible. Like I still hate Finn yeah. as a character, Jeez. and I, and I really, I, I think there was a lot, a little bit much of the BB-8 kind of like comedy stuff in there. But then again, there was R two D two comedy stuff in the other ones. But, but again, the, the casting is so good. I, I almost enjoyed it. Yeah. No. I, I I felt it was stretching credibility, but those two guys, I could have watched them. I can, I sum with the material because they were so good. I, know. I I I am absolutely one hundred percent sold on Poe Dameron. Yeah, he's amazing. I that character. Now that he's learned his lesson, I want to see what kind of leader he's going to be. I mean, he he had to fill the Han Solo void. You just think about how fucking hard that is. Yeah, but here's the thing. He's already learned a lesson that Solo never did. Yeah. Mm. And, and and I buy it. I buy that he understands now that, that you have to separate being a sweet-ass pilot from being an actual leader. Get back not on the, the same ground, skills. fly boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I buy that evolution of his character. And I when Ray turns into this all-powerful being, I'll probably buy that too. Mm. Because 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 the groundwork has been laid. I mean, you you now more than the first one. It bothered me in the in, in the Force Awakens. how out of nowhere, she's mind controlling and, and and fighting with a lightsaber, with no training, and technically she still had pretty much no training. No training. Nope. But at least now, with Luke being honestly terrified of her. I mean, I may have picked on undeservedly picked on Hamill's acting, but when when Hamill realizes how powerful Ray is, that look on his face. It's just fear, and and I you know I bought that. I believe that he was actually frightened at that point in time. So, it was a good movie. Yeah. I yeah, it was good. I I had fun for the two and a half hour runtime. Yeah, I just <laughs> kept going. Yeah, yeah, with like yeah. with like hey. a half hour of commercials and trailers leading up to it. Yeah. Oh, really? Because yeah. like mine was only like ten minutes. I almost oh, missed the movie. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, I had. I had some truly hideous trailers. I had a trailer for a sequel to Nomeo and Juliet. Oh my god! What? Oh yeah, called Sherlock Nomeo. It's I not even Shakespeare. Not. No, it's not. God damn! I shit you not. This Shameless. is a real thing. And the voice of Sherlock Nomeo is Johnny 
Depp. Oh. Uh, it was boy. just like layers of terribleness. Okay, well, let, let's be honest. Nomeo and Juliet was not exactly a faithful adaptation of the source material. And that was I like six it. years ago. Mm-hmm. And now they're making sequels. It was, it was not so. very good. Have you anyway. seen it? Oh, yeah. No, I watched it. I don't remember why I watched it, but I have seen it. Well, okay. I guess it was on Netflix at some point? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. It was not there good. You go, right? No, I can't imagine it was. <laughs> Alex, how much snow you got? Hmm? How much, how much snow? snow do you have? Jeez. Um... Looks about the same, but it can't be because it's been steady the whole time. That's deceptive. You got to stick a ruler in it. Uh, my car's not completely covered yet, so that's good. Okay. All right. All right. I can still see paint. Okay, that's a good step. That's a that's a good sign. All right. It's gonna stop at midnight, so I think I'll be able to make it work. Yeah, just shovel it off and be good to go. All right. Yeah. Well, it is 2018. We're gonna keep doing this. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Alex, good luck in the snow. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week.